0: Hey friends, it's Candy Barone. Welcome to the show. So let me ask you, are you ready to say yes to yourself? Are you ready to live your life lit and lead your living legacy? Then you stopped at the right place. Buckle up because here we go. It's about to get raw, real, unscripted, unfiltered, and we're about to jump down some amazing rabbit holes. Let's do this, y'all. Let's get aligned as fuck hey it's candy once again welcome to the aligned as fuck podcast i am super excited to have you here for another powerful episode and i'm actually going to be digging into my vault once again as i know we are heading into the holiday season and uh holiday season can be hard i know it has been hard for me in the past i have had a lot of challenges through the holidays with various things that go on. Um, From my own family dynamics, there's been a lot of dysfunction in my family. There's been a lot of need for boundaries over the years. And there's been a lot of times where the, the holidays just feel extra heavy, extra chaotic, extra intense. And so one of the things I've learned over the years is how to create tools and strategies to navigate through the waters when all of the chaos and the intensity is hitting. And so what I want to do is I want to dig into my vault, and I want to share with you a very powerful three-part series that specifically addresses the aspects of high-functioning codependency, those threads, those spaces where we feel we need to carry other people. We need to fix it. We need to take care of it. And oftentimes, we don't realize we're putting ourselves in a space to be enablers rather than people that are helping to hold others accountable. So we're going to talk a little bit about codependency. We're going to talk about the difference between caring for someone, caring from an empathetic, compassionate, just loving space and carrying, which is that space where we tend to take responsibility for things that aren't ours. When we step into those codependent cycles, we step into those codependent threads, and we often need to learn how to create clearer, deeper boundaries to make sure that our own sanity and peace is okay. And so, my biggest concern is to grant you the gift of peace as you navigate through the holiday season. And so, I want to share this three part series for you. Um, we are going to be over the next couple of weeks sharing um, a, each episode um, to give you the tools and resources to add to your own toolkit and your arsenal so that as you are going out, whether it's you're navigating with friends, family, uh, extended family, work, whatever that might be, that you have what you need need to create that space of inner peace, that you have what you need to stay aligned as fuck so that you are not dropping out and dropping back into old patterns, old behaviors, old things that put you right back in those codependent cycles. So with that, I am... uh pulling these beautiful, powerful videos from my vault. Um, The message is still extremely relevant now. I will also say that they are relevant even when it's not the holiday season. And so my wish for you is that you lean in, you take notes, you take which tools work for you and throw them in your toolkit so that you have what you need to make sure you stay in a place to stay aligned as fuck. And you have a way to destroy the noise, quiet the bullshit, and stand in a space where you put your own inner peace first. So with that, this is Candy. I hope you enjoy these episodes. If you find them powerful, I would so appreciate you leaving a review either on Apple or Spotify as your reviews help us reach more people with this message uh with that i am wishing you a beautiful blessed just magnificent holiday and uh i look forward to continuing this journey with you so with that everyone enjoy this three-part series Uh, i will catch up with you soon and uh, just know i am always looking at ways to help you stay aligned as fun. So, um, like I said, I wanna talk a little bit about personal boundaries and um, how it connects to your own self-worth and why it connects to your own self-worth and then where we are creating these, these links of codependency and what that really means as well and so what triggered this was, of course, my girl Brene Brown, I came across a quote um, where she's talking about boundaries and so I wanna start with that as we get into our discussion this morning. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. And I want you to let that sit in for just a moment. I'm going to say that again. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing each other or disappointing others. And so what I want you to think about is when you set boundaries, you are more than likely going to disappoint others. There was a really great, and I will put the link in. Actually, I can do it right now. Let me grab it because I want you to have this link I will drop it into the thread right now Um, because there is a great – it's about 20 minutes long. I've actually shared it with some of my clients, and you all know I love me some Brene and I love me some Oprah. Well, typically when Brene and Oprah get together, it's Oprah interviewing Brene on Super Soul Sunday, and it's their conversation – this is an opportunity where the role is reversed, right? So it's an opportunity where Brene Brown is interviewing Oprah on the Living Brave series. And it's really powerful. One of the things I love about this is it's really transparent. It's really wide open and vulnerable. And you've got two people who are iconic, right, who are sitting there creating these massive movements and opportunity. And sometimes we forget that they're still human as well. So I love that there's such a human element to this. I love that time the two of them get together, it's just wide open and raw. And what I love about it is there's a part in there where um, Oprah is talking about you will absolutely disappoint people if you're setting clear boundaries for yourself. When you get really clear about who you are, when you get clear about owning your own worth and you start creating boundaries, which I'm going to define in just a moment what I mean by that, when you start to create boundaries and non-negotiables for yourself, you absolutely will disappoint people. And it's similar to Brene Brown talking about when you get in the arena, you're going to get your ass handed to you. It's just the way it is. And so I love that, and I highly encourage you to go out and watch that this morning. It's one of the most powerful interviews, in my opinion, Um, again, because it's so wide open and raw. And it's two women who have created these massive influence in the world and are continuing to build those platforms and that movement and and things around that. And here they are wide open, almost they're extremely naked in their vulnerability. And it's a space where they can, good morning, Terry, good morning, Robin. Ooh, I love everybody jumping on this morning. And so I highly encourage that you go out and watch that clip. First of all, like I said, I love it because it's flipped. It's, it's, it's one of the few instances where you see Oprah being interviewed instead of being the interviewer. And the conversation they have about boundaries, about being in the arena, about being wide open and vulnerable, about living a brave life um, is really powerful. And it plays into some of what I want to say today. And so for some of you joining this morning, uh, let's see, Herbie, for me, the disappointment comes from not having the why. Once we discussed, I was able to understand, accept, and agree for the needed boundary. Yeah, it's really important. You need to understand why things matter to you. You need to understand who you are. And so in order to set appropriate boundaries, you really do have to have a sense of who you are, your own self-worth. You need to understand what you authentically need. What's your purpose? What's your mission? And that happens not by seeking out as we've talked about before it's not an external game in any way shape or form it's a dropping in and really getting getting into um your intuition into your space your purpose is who you are it's not something you go out and seek and find and so to Herbie's point When you get into a space and you understand that why, when you can drop in and really align and let it settle in, into a space to understand this is who I am and this is why this matters. This is the work that I want to do and this is why it matters. And a lot of times it's the why behind the why, right? It's that space of sometimes we think we've got this why and it sounds kind of esoteric and it sounds very elusive and it sounds very, you know, awesome. And when you peel back many layers of the why and you get into the why behind the Why. There's usually a deeper, visceral space that's connected to things that you've experienced in life. It's connected to things that have been your trials, your your tribulations your challenges and when you get into your deep why it's it's a need for security or love or or different things that when you can articulate that when you can drop in and allow yourself to lean into that you can start to establish boundaries that are going to create the right container create the right space to allow you to step into your light and shine it in its full awesomeness um and create that space of knowing your why and so herbie's really you know hitting on such a great point we've got to take the time and i'm going to be doing another free webinar um here next week on stop looking for your why for those of you that missed it before i'm going to do a replay um and go live i haven't figured out what night so stay um, tuned. but the fact that we need to stop looking for our why we need to know that we are our why and it's that space that's deep within us right So here, let's talk about boundaries a little bit. Let's talk about what that means. Uh, Herbie, the vulnerability to open up and share what is needed took a lot of courage to have it articulated and on the other side of that space builds a great bond and trust. Absolutely. It's extremely scary to have ourselves be wide open and naked in that vulnerability. And it's absolutely necessary if we want to live our most amazing life, if we want to have any chance of having that deep fulfillment and joy, which resonates in our heart and our soul, we have to be able to get into a place where we can artic- articulate what we need and what's a non-negotiable for us. So as I talk about boundaries, here's some definitions that I was able to pull um, that I want you to think about for a moment because boundaries have a, 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 some different context depending, or different meaning depending on the context that we're putting them in. So first and foremost, a boundary and just its generic gen- general definition, from Webster's is a real or imagined line that marks the edge or limit of something so very vague statement right it is the real or imagined line that marks the edge or limit of something and so I want you to think about that right and so the other space of And then, you know, going to Wikipedia, because I always like more of the cultural definition. I like the way we interpret it in terms of everyday language in our environment. There's always a great way to go out and look at Webster's or go and look at, you know, Merriam's or any of the other dictionaries out there, which is the, the formal structured way that we define a word. But I always find it interesting to go out and see how that compares to something like Wikipedia, because Wikipedia is more of a socially accepted way we see that definition, and it's not always right don't get me wrong and it also provides a little bit different context. And I'm going to add some different color and some context on my own because there's some things as I've done so much work with so many different people. I've learned about um, what boundaries are, what they aren't. And then we're going to talk about this codependency side of the equation, uh, which for some people is a blind spot. Some people don't realize that they're creating codependent relationships. And it's not just with other people. It's oftentimes with themselves and what they perceive. It's the shooting you're doing all of yourselves. It can be with your time, your calendar, it can be with other things outside of just other people so you when I was telling you some months back about my struggles with balancing my job with the rest of my life you said that I need to set boundaries magical I had never really thought of that yes and that's an example you thank you for sharing that Um, That's an example that when we had that first part of that conversation There's a codependent relationship in terms of what you think you need to sacrifice Um, And I'm going to get into that in just a moment and so that space of awareness to say oh I don't have to give up all of myself. I don't have to deplete myself I don't have to sacrifice myself to the level where my mental emotional physical or spiritual health is at risk This is where we need to look at the boundaries that are required in our life. It's about our own mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health, and there are there are lines we need to create that are those edges or limits around things that are violating or taking away from what we need to fill our cup in that space. And so that is such a, a powerful example of where there was a codependent relationship and creating that shift for boundaries is the way that uh, Yvette was able to pull herself out of that. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. So let me give you another definition of personal boundaries. Personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable, safe. This is a really key word for boundaries. Safe and permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits. So I want you to think about those words for a moment. Identify reasonable limits, the edge, safe and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you and how you will respond when they pass those limits. And so let's talk about that for a minute, safe and permissible. This is really, really important. And this goes back into what Herbie just said, understanding your why, understanding the essence of who you are. One person's line for safety may be and often is very different than someone else's line of safety. And safety is in the space of your mental well-being, your physical well-being, your emotional well-being, and your spiritual well-being. And when you know what your, your lines are, your edges, in terms of where you feel safe and where you don't, you start to reclaim your own personal power and reclaim a space of ownership that's incredibly powerful. And safe is not something to dismiss. I've, I've had so many clients in the past who, when we get to talking about what's safe for them, they're like eh, and they just kind of blow it off it's a space we need to lean into because what happens is unless we're really clear about what's safe for us we oftentimes allow people to cross those lines and then there's anger frustration depression there's feeling a violation because we're not articulating what we need i have very clear safety lines based on things that happened to me as a kid Um, and I'll give you an example of a very clear boundary I was dating someone who was truly one of the best relationships I've ever been in Um, such an open loving he's the first person I ever dated that made me realize I could love as big as I love he loved me back that way And there was one thing that didn't work for us and it's why we're not together and he's a wonderful human being we're still friends he's married I I just adore him and have so much love in my heart for him and we had a very different line um, for me that was a safety line and it was how to raise kids and animals and um, based on the relationship I had with my dad based on the things I experienced based on things that are deep traumatic triggers for me things that I've done work on things that I've done healing on still have, required, have have helped me create a very, very hard line. There's a lot of things I'll compromise, there's a lot of things I'll, you know, I love to see from different points of view and there's some things that are very, very hard lines for me from a safety perspective. And this is an example of one. Um, we got talking and we were talking about raising kids and he had talked about using a heavy hand. I will tell you that for me, the heavy hand, regardless of even in whatever context, a swat on the butt, whatever, is not okay for me. Physical discipline in any way, shape or form is not okay for me. And I, it took me a long time to be able to say that. I don't judge other people that that's their method. I am not about judging I know though for me because of the deep wounding, the trauma, the triggers, all of the work and the healing that I've done in that space, that that is a line I absolutely cannot cross. There is no physical discipline. There is no physical um, monitoring of behavior that is okay for me and that extends to animals as well. And so we had a conversation after we had split because wasn't sure exactly why we split. We just knew something had shifted. And we got together about two and a half months after we had broken up and still kind of like, love this person. He loves me. How come we're not together? And when we got together to kind of exchange our stuff and, um, you know, see how each other was doing, we had a conversation because I was just about to get Peyton. And I remember when he said to me, he said, so you're going to get a shock collar, right? And I just remember that all of the color drained in me. I was like, absolutely not. He's like, Oh, you will. The first time he goes off leash and ring, I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. There will never be a shock collar in my life. Again, no judgment for people that that's their way of training dogs. Um, I personally have a deep core belief about that so much so that I wouldn't be able to work for a company that that was one of their products that they made because it's so against something that's a safe space for me that I'm like no I don't believe in that and actually all of the training I did with Peyton was positive clicker reinforcement training it's just my belief I don't judge other people in that space and it is a very 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 clear boundary for me from a safety perspective physical physical discipline, physical management of behavior in my world, in my mind, in my being because of the extent of abuse that I experienced because of what I saw my dad do to our dog, my dog I should say, what he did to me is absolutely a non-negotiable for me. I am so crystal clear about that, that it is the space where, when I remember driving away I was bawling and I remember praying in my car and thanking God so much for knowing that while I love this person so much that ultimately we were not meant to be because when we could have that conversation and it was in a non-triggered way, 10 years, two years, 10 years, whatever, it would have been the very crux of what would have destroyed us had we stayed in that space. And there are fundamental core values Especially from a safety perspective, when you have boundaries that are non-negotiables and to force yourself into a space with someone else becomes a codependent relationship. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Let me see what y'all are saying because you guys are blowing up this. Feed over here, Uh, Herbie, me prior to and including 2018. Absolutely, and I remember that shift for you, Herbie. It was profound. Um, Yvette, I feel like my job was sucking the life out of me, yes. And that in in itself is a a space of recognition that you have boundaries that are being violated and or you've never gotten clear about what your boundaries are in the first place. You are not giving yourself that space of knowing your own self, worth, you are allowing other people to define that for you. And so you've got, that's a really powerful indicator that we are crossing our own boundaries and we are handing over our personal power and letting others violate us in that space because we're not clear. We don't own who we are. We don't have a sense of self-worth and we're not clearly communicating what we need or what we don't need. And at boundaries, it becomes very important for you to say what's safe, what's not safe what's okay and what's not okay and 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 stepping into that space to be able to know um, safety yes and we all have non-negotiables where safety is concerned now safety looks different for everybody like i said i just shared that example and that story for me any kind of physical discipline in terms of correcting behavior uh, is absolutely not okay for me it is one thousand percent a boundary for me and it is a huge safety issue and trigger And so understanding that, recognizing that, and the thing is is I don't need to stand in the space to justify that, to explain that, to apologize for that, or do anything else. I get to own it and simply say this is my line in the sand as far as where safety is concerned. It either works for you or it doesn't. And that's the invitation you get to make to other people. When you get really clear about defining what your lines are, what those edges are, what the boundaries are, You give people permission to decide that's okay for them, or you give people permission to decide that you're not, that's not for them. And the thing is, is you honor and hold your boundary no matter what, because what happens is then we creep into that codependent space, which starts to say, we allow other people to decide what's safe for us or not. And we start sacrificing the very essence of what creates safety or what creates those edges and limits uh, for ourselves. Okay, let's see. Terry, as I've launched See Me Rise, I've had to set boundaries with my mom and husband around not being negative as they talk to me about my business and not talk negatively about themselves or others when they're with me. Absolutely. That negative feel gets so easy to get sucked into. And I have very clear um, boundaries around that. Another space. And so, Terry, I appreciate you sharing that because we need to be very clear. Look, I'm not going to have people around me that are going to bitch and complain and blame and whine and, and all of these things. I don't want living, breathing crap magnets around me. I want people that are open. I want people that are expansive, people that are always contracted and always looking for someone to blame. Now, I've had some lessons in that when I've allowed those boundaries to get soft. Um, hence the, what happened in my business over the last uh, year, and to be able to reset and say, that is a non-negotiable. I know in my gut when somebody's showing up and being really contracted and has no capacity for expansion, they are not somebody that I want, and they are not somebody I'm going to participate with. And I get to choose to walk away You get to say, when it comes to issues about race or um, gender or sexuality or LGBTQ issues or anything, I have absolute boundaries on things that I will not tolerate from other people. Um, I can remember back being in college where I had, uh, we were in our suites at MSOE, and I had a roommate who, her boyfriend, was incredibly prejudiced, and he would come into our home into the main open area and he would say the most hateful things. And I remember looking at him and saying, absolutely, you are not allowed to say that in my house. If you're going to speak that way, then you're going to leave. And he 's like, "You can't ask me to leave. this is you know lisa 's place too." And I said, "I absolutely can ask you to leave. This is my house, and this is our open area and Lisa looked at him and looked at me, and she said, "You know what Candy's right. This is her space. this is her safe space because I have no tolerance for that, and there are things that i that are absolute and so to terry 's point." When there are those negative anchors, you need to get very clear about saying no, this is not acceptable for me. And being very clear about how you expect people to show up with you and what are the consequences if they choose not to. And some of that's just you walking away, right? You not engaging, you not participating. Um that, yes, I've had these discussions about discipline theoretical because I don't have kids. There's not too much room for compromise. No, not at all. When you are very clear about your boundaries, there is no compromise. It's oftentimes your boundaries are set from your own internal moral compass. They're set from your core values, um, and so when you have opportunities, when you start compromising them, is you start to create this softness or this opportunity for some codependency. Um, Terry, so glad you're focused your boundaries to adjust so your job isn't sucking the life out of you. Yes, I agree with that. For Yvette, out of you anymore. You're worth much better than that absolutely good morning carol welcome um or even your relationships absolutely 100 uh, percent terry still a work in progress or give that to terry still a work in progress but at least i've been able to verbalize it and now can work on it yes and that's the beautiful thing it's always a work in progress it's not like we're ever done with this and as we keep growing in our life our boundaries get even more um solidified in our non-negotiables because what i want you to think about for a moment Um, Because our boundaries, the reason we need to set boundaries and the reasons we need that space that feels safe is because they're built out of a mix of conclusions, beliefs, opinions, attitudes, past experiences, and social learning. Like I said, I have some things that were traumatic experiences for me that have made it very clear what I can tolerate and what I can't. And I don't need to apologize for that. Even with all the healing in the world, that still is um, a space that is is the is non-negotiable for me. And when you get very clear on that, you get very clear on, look, if this is who I am, take me or leave me, here is the space that I am, I am inviting you to play in. If you choose not to, then you know what? You're not gonna be in this space with me. And it's that simple sometimes, not easy, but simple. And so codependency. This is what I want you to think about. We're going to talk more about this because I'm going to just kind of highlight because I wanted to really focus more on the boundaries today. We're going to get into some more codependency and we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow as well. Excuse me, because I think it's big enough that we need to really lean in. So codependency, here's how what I want you to think about. It, it often involves placing a lower priority on your own needs while being excessively preoccupied with the needs of others so think about it maybe it's your job maybe it's your partner maybe it's your kids maybe it's whatever when you are constantly self-sacrificing your own needs and are excessively focused on the needs of others you are creating that codependent relationship uh, between you and that other entity or other person and I want you to think about that especially women who have this need to be self-sacrificing all the time there is a codependency in what you get back in terms of how people revere you how they put you on a pedestal how you get to be superwoman how you get to be in a space to be idolized and oh you're like supermom and you're whatever there is a codependent in that because you are relying too much on external validation and praise and this self-sacrificing need that puts you into almost that martyr capacity that you're feeding off that because you think and believe that that has anything to do with your self-worth you are allowing yourself to go outside of yourself anytime you're going outside of yourself to draw from other people to have other people validate you, to have other people accept you, to have other people praise and worship and idealize idealize you, idolize you. Know that there is a threat of codependency in there. And this is why I want to have more of this conversation even tomorrow because I'm going to plant some seeds to have you think about it. And so we think, oh, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. Actually, what you're doing is you're creating a codependent thread that says, as long as I sacrifice, as long as I keep giving, as long as I deplete and make it all about them, then I don't have to focus on me, which means you don't have effective boundaries, which means you aren't clear on your purpose and your why, which means you have a a lack of self-worth, which says, I don't believe I'm worthy unless I'm giving to other people. And inside of that, there is an incredible, codependent thread of allowing you to push your power out and making it be about someone else instead of standing in your power and serving from a place of knowing and deep resonance about who you are and what your purpose is and how you're here to serve there's a difference in that so i want you to think about that if you're excessively preoccupied with other people and other the needs of other people in a relationship that's sacrificing your own needs for your mental physical emotional and spiritual health know that you are creating really deep codependent relationships because everything is outside of yourself the other thing i want you to think about is you have a very deep difficulty in setting limits when you're creating those codependent links Um, and then your sense of purpose is derived from making extreme sacrifices to satisfy the needs of others and i want you to think about four places where typically these kinds of sacrifices, these kinds of codependent relationships show up. I mean, and they can be with people or things, but I want you to think about it's in the physical realm. Actually, it's five spaces, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and in how you're using your time in your calendar. And I want you to think about some of you have an extremely codependent relationship with your calendar. The more jammed up, the more busy, the more you get to say, oh my God, I don't even have a moment to breathe. I can't pee. I can't do anything. Look at me. There is a codependency in that because you are screaming for other people to validate your self-sacrifying ways as a determinant and qualifier for your own self-worth. And so I want you to think about that for a moment. I know I'm getting really fired up this morning because this is a space where I feel like we have really really we get into that space that we think we're being set we're self-sacrificing we're so giving we're, we're this altruistic loving kind yes and at what expense it is costing your own health in the areas of mental emotional spiritual physical and how you're managing your focus and your impact all of those areas are spaces where you've created codependent relationships. And I will tell you, on fire, there you go, yes. Um, wow, such an amazing. powerful share. Awesome, I love that. So no apologies, no exceptions. So I want you to think about where in your life. And it doesn't have to be with other people. It can be with other people's opinions of you it can be with other people's validation of you it can be with how busy you are how self-sacrificing you feel you need to be it can be with you playing the martyr it can be with you not managing your calendar effectively and letting your calendar control your life all of those are codependent relationships all of those are allowing you to shift your power to let something else decide for you and you are not creating very clear limits and edges around what's okay for you and what's safe for you and what's not and so i want you to think about that for a minute herbie there's the key extreme sacrifices yes that excessively extreme space of Being only focused on others' needs and only in a capacity where you are sacrificing at all costs. An incredible sign of where you have codependent relationships. Um, I think I'm really selfish about me and my needs. Awesome. And I'm going to tell you that you're not being selfish. I want you to think about the word mindful with F-U-L-L, which is like you're full of your own self, your ego versus mindful, which is M-I-N-D-F-U-L, which means you're You're, you're allowing yourself to feed what you need to be mindful, to be present. Same things with self full, which is more of that selfish space that self I'm full of self versus self full, which means I am filling my cup, creating the boundaries. I need creating the edges and the lines so that I can effectively serve the people I'm here to serve and stop over sacrificing at the cost of my own health and wellness in all those capacities. I'm starting to get clear so that I can actually serve more the more and I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday, we were talking about oh last night about sometimes oh, I was on my yes monthly call and we were talking about how um, you have that guilt sometimes or how you have that space where you are you know serving and um, you feel like you know that self care is kind of guilty when here's the thing, the bigger the serve, the more space and self care and rest and recharge you actually need. So the bigger, I want you to think about that and that just dropped in. So that's going to be a new quote for me. The bigger the serve, the bigger the impact, the bigger the ability to put yourself out there, the more space you need to create for rest, recharge, retreat, which means to leave the world, to allow yourself to replenish, to repair, to recharge, to restore. So the bigger the serve, the bigger the space required. between and so it's that breath the space in between two breaths right the exhale pushing out helping serving and the inhale for taking what you need you need to create even bigger space inside of that for your own self-care for your own ability hello ruben for your own ability to step forward and serve in the capacity that you were designed to serve it's not about being excessively self-sacrificing it's not to say that you won't sacrifice It's to say it's not to be excessive in that space or exclusive to where it's only about others' needs. You need to fill your cup and need to know what you need first. Me too. Absolutely love that. I am full of myself. I love that. Oh, you're so funny, Herbie. Yes. Excellent reframe. Thank you, CD. You're welcome. So I want you to think about that what boundaries do you need to create and it might be that you need to get clear on your own self-worth and who you are first and why that matters for what boundaries you need and like i said i'm going to be announcing uh, sometime next week i'm going to do another um, live webinar free webinar um, to talk about stop looking for your purpose and knowing that your purpose is right here and how to connect with that so that you can get into a space a space to better understand your why and what boundaries do you need start with the safety space first start with what you need to protect think about that protect your mental your emotional your physical your spiritual health and your time and focus so that you can be creating bigger impact what is required for your own safety to protect that so that you are not over sacrificing um, the ability to recharge, fill your cup, and take what you need to stand up and be the person that you were intended to be. So let's see, Terry, I'm just beginning to plan a retreat for women with teens to give them the opportunity to break the tether and care for themselves yes this is all about untethering this is about untethering from the stories we've told ourselves this is all about untethering from I need to play martyr and moms are the worst at this in terms of I need to sacrifice everything for my babies and it's amazing to me I get women that really I know sometimes want to punch me when they're like my children are my first priority and I said that's your biggest missed opportunity because until you become your first priority, you are not serving your children in the capacity you think you are. You have to be able to make yourself your first priority. And if you're in a loving relationship that is the foundation for where your children came from, then the next priority needs to be you and your partner, you and your spouse, because unless the foundation is whole, the house, which is the love that you create for your children can never be in its entirety um, at the level that you want to be giving at the level you want to be serving. You must be your first priority. And there is nothing selfish about that. That is a selfful space that says I'm doing this in order to serve more. You can only put out that which you have replenished. You cannot give what has been depleted or been um, given away because you don't have clear boundaries and you're not taking care of yourself. And that space of untethering, untethering from negative energy, untethering from trying to control everything, untethering from, you know, trying to protect your kids and put them in a bubble and God forbid they fail. They're going to fail. They're going to fall flat on their face. They have to do that because if you don't teach them and give them space to do that, they can never create their own boundaries for themselves. It's only when we allow ourselves to be in the arena and get our ass handed to us that we can allow ourselves to know what's safe for us and what boundaries. And it is kind to let your children fail because you let them decide what boundaries they need. You let them decide what is okay and what's safe for them. And when you put them in a protective bubble and you don't do that, you are not serving them. And I, that is a just a hot button for me. And so, Terry, I love that you're gonna do that because um, it is a space to help people untether. Uh, Herbie, love you, uh, good luck, have best wishes for your 8 a.m., um, talk to you later. And damn you, Candy Brown, I got one of my hashtags, I love it. It's one for the week, I'm gonna count. Terry, I know my why and think about my not why. The need for more and firmer boundaries beginning to merge. I love that. Uh, Candy, do you remember the coffee pot analogy you used? Um, holy crap. Do I know? Do I remember the coffee pot? I use a lot of analogies, and I'm trying to think which one. You might have to remind me on that one, you bet. I'm drawing a little bit of a blank. Uh, Terry, I want to know this. Um, What did I use? God knows, I use so many analogies sometimes. That one I'm drawing a blank on. Um, Yes, please let your children fail. Amen, absolutely. And uh, Yvette, while you're shedding some light on my coffee pot analogy, um, I hope, I'm going to read the quote again from Brene Brown because I want you to think about this. I also want you to go look at it. I'm inviting you to go watch the interview on Living Brave that Brene Brown does with Oprah Winfrey. Um, it's 20 minutes long. It's extremely powerful. It's wide open, vulnerable, and it talks about how to create these boundaries and what they've learned in that space. But Brene Brown says, daring, daring, this is that brave space, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. And like I said in that episode with um, Brene Brown and Oprah, they talk about that you absolutely will disappoint people. It's the same thing about when you get in the arena, you're gonna get your ass kicked, you're gonna get it handed to you, you're gonna fail. Not you might fail, you are going to absolutely fail. And you are absolutely going to disappoint people, and that's okay. Because some of those people, might it might be time for you to create boundaries where they're not in your life. Some of those people, it's about creating boundaries so that you can help them create boundaries for themselves. And for some of those other people, it's, you know what? it's There needs to be a container for how you can play with them um, or not. And so Terry Tibet is it the one about adding cream that is sweet? Oh, yeah, not poison to your cup. Oh, yeah, I remember that coffee one, too, right? Um, Yeah, so think about it. Who are you letting put the cream in your coffee? I don't know if that's the one you're talking about, but that's the one that Terry just fired up. Think about that. I'm very clear about how I like my coffee. I'm also really clear about who I trust to make my coffee. I don't even like coffee that much, even though I drink it. Um, Are you going to allow somebody that – because here's the thing. How do you know if somebody's putting creamer in your coffee or lacing it with arsenic and poison? Um, Be really mindful about who you're letting um, mix your coffee, who you're letting – for your coffee, right? And so let's see, um, Yvette, if we don't take care of ourselves and put ourselves first, all that's left over is the, oh yeah, I actually do that as the coffee pot or the sludge uh, in the well, right? So think about, haha, it stuck with me, yes, uh, paraphrasing. And I actually do that more as the well. So when you think about a well of water that when it's fresh and, and you know the pumps are going and it's replenishing, it, it's clean and the water is good and it's overflowing and you get, now imagine when the well starts to go, um, Dry or the coffee pot. Think about if you've got the coffee pot that you know the coffee's gone down. Everybody's poured out of it, and now all that's left. Think about when you get that last. If you've got a big coffee pot, and you've ever been the person at work or whatever, and you're the last person that gets whatever remnants is in the bottom of that. It's all the the coffee be the coffee. Um, whatever the hell they're called? Um, the gran the granular stuff. Um, man, my brain doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> Um, so it's the it's the it's the residual crap on the bottom, right? Or if you let it let it sit long enough, and it's just that little sliver, it starts to be the sludge. And what happens if you don't replenish and make a new pot of coffee, or if you don't have the well working and the water's going down, it starts to create layers of mold and slime and sludge. And what happens is we take the top layer off, we give that to our clients or our community, and we pour out of that. Then what happens next is we give it to our fan, we give it to our friends, right? Then what happens is what's left on the bottom is what we start scraping out and handing over to our family and we say this is I love you drink up or what's worse is at the very bottom that's what we like literally dig out throw in our cup throw a little creamer in there and that's what we take for ourselves and what happens is when we're not putting a new pot of coffee on or we're not replenishing and letting the water flow in the well what happens is we create this stagnant sludge is what we're serving to everyone and so thank you Yvette for that so yes however you want to think about a coffee sludge or well sludge either way it's disgusting it's gross and it's toxic stop handing that stuff out as a token of your love and appreciation Especially to yourself and the people that you love most in your life start taking time again I'm going to say this the bigger the serve the bigger the level of impact the bigger the space for self-care for rest Recharge restore that is required as a result. That means if you're giving two days for a workshop You need to take at least two days for yourself to recharge and not be sacrificing and serving um, in a continued capacity. The bigger the serve, the bigger the space required. And I want you to think about that. Um, oh, that's a good one. Yes. Are you living well or like a well? Ooh, I got to seal that one, Carol. I love that. Ooh, are you living well or like a well, like a dried up well? Ooh, I love that. I'm going to borrow that one. That is excellent. um No, but I like that. Excellent. Ha. Huh? Happy to help. Ha awesome you guys are amazing thank you for some of you newbies that jumped on this morning um like I said, I want to come back. We're going to have some more conversation about codependency, um, empathy inside this space, talking about boundaries. Um, we can't talk about it enough. It is a space we all have, opportunity to learn, myself included. Um, as much as I've done this work and I've gotten very clear on some non-negotiables and boundaries, there are always new ones that pop up that I'm like, ooh, I think I need to create a little line or edge for that right now. Um, that is not working for me anymore. And I mentioned this last night on our Yes Monthly um, q and I want you to realize that your story that got you here doesn't need to be your story moving you forward. So I also want you to think about the fact that sometimes the, the reason why we're not getting our next enlightenment is because we're still hung up on the previous enlightenment. Or the awakening so just because this story got you to this plateau on this summit where you're at if you want the next climb that might not be the story that needs to carry you forward which is the same thing for your boundaries so I want you to think about your boundaries that got you here while they still might be boundaries you need you may need new boundaries based on how you're growing what you're looking for and to climb your next summit so with that everybody Um, I am a little fired up as always and I love the conversation, love your contributions. Thank you everybody for showing up. I want you to think about where and how you need to create effective boundaries for yourself. Um, Where there might be, get honest with yourself. Where might you have some codependency that needs to get cleaned up, um, that you need to reclaim your power back and understand if you're excessively self-sacrificing in ways that's depleting you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, or in your, the way you're spending your time. So with that, everyone, I love you. Have a fantastic and phenomenal Tuesday. I'll be back here tomorrow, 7 30 AM central time. Um, can't wait to see you. Bye. Happy Tuesday. Well, all right, y'all, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. You can also find me out in the socials, in the meantime, remember, say yes to yourself, destroy the noise getting in your way, and live your life aligned as fuck. This is Candy Barone, and I will catch you next time.